I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Daniel Harmon, co-founder of Dark Square Capital. According to you, Daniel, 2023 will be the year for alternative assets and investments. Defend your position, sir. Yeah, I mean, I guess the primary argument in defense of that is the market volatility we've seen sort of back end of 2022, and I guess that we're experiencing right now. I think, you know, it's pretty universally accepted by most financial advisors that in times of uncertainty and volatility, you need to be well diversified. And that's sort of what we're hoping to allow individuals based in the UK to do. And we think alternative assets are a huge part in that. I mean, right now, as a sort of individual investor, retail investor, you can kind of only access equity markets, so stocks, shares, ETFs that are usually equity linked, and then of course crypto, which has been a massive feature in sort of financial technology markets in the last well couple of years, I guess. We're hoping to allow people to diversify their portfolios through alternatives, and we're hoping that you know twenty twenty three and beyond are the kind of years, the prime years for people looking to move into these markets away from more traditional asset classes. All right, let's drill a little deeper into what's been going on. What were the key trends in fintech in 2022 that have helped lead to more demand for access to alternative asset classes? Yeah, I think, you know, 2022 and 2021 were very much dominated by crypto. I think we went to quite a lot of conferences and, you know, fintech focus conferences and you'd see oftentimes, you know, 70% of these companies that were were involved was kind of blockchain, crypto, Web3 focused companies. I think it's kind of a a double-edged sword for us because on the one hand, um, it's a bit frustrating because I think there are a lot of fintech companies out there that are doing maybe more traditional things that maybe aren't getting the the attention that they would want. But then at the same time, I think crypto is kind of like a, a gateway into investing for a lot of people. I think, you know, certainly amongst my friends, people that weren't interested in finance at all, didn't invest at all in the last couple of years, sort of suddenly took up crypto and started getting involved that way. So I think you know, a lot of people have got into crypto and then sort of branched out maybe into stocks and equities. And we're hoping that they sort of realize, okay, there's multi-trillion dollar world, honestly, of, of other asset classes out there that they can't access right now. So I think that was the major trend. And I think, you know, things like transparency, all these kind of neobanks, e-money institutions, those kind of platforms have, have been very popular and continue to have success in the last couple of years. So I'd say those are probably the two major trends that were in 2022. Would it be unreasonable of me to say that some people have invested all their money in crypto and it's all gone? No, that's probably pretty factual, I'd say. But again, I, I think it comes back to that that point of diversification. Like crypto is obviously a very high risk asset. So it's fine to have some of your portfolios have to have some money in that asset class. But I definitely wouldn't recommend putting 100% into crypto or in, even into alternatives, right? We're not saying as a company, we want to replace stock investing or, or crypto investing. But if you know if you allocate whatever it is, 15 to 25% of your portfolio towards alternatives and do some of that through us, that would be great. That's kind of what we're looking for. How have, and you've touched on this, how have the kinds of people who are looking to invest in alternative assets changed and why? You know, you you hear a lot about TikTok investors, like Gen Z investors. I think there's been a lot of that. We've done research ourselves. We've done surveys on the UK population and found that for those aged 30 and under, 89% of people plan on investing in more asset classes going forwards. And that figure is still 82% for for those aged 40 and under. So I guess, you know, we were kind of thinking, okay, we're kind of targeting the older generations. They're the ones that kind of have, you know, more capital, have accumulated more wealth, have the ability to invest. But there's a lot of interest from younger generations. And that's what I find interesting. So I think, you know, if you if you look back maybe 15, 20 years, I think younger generations maybe weren't investing as much as they are now. 
But now it's kind of easier to invest than ever, right? Like you can buy stocks through Revolut. And, you know, you can open accounts with, with Robinhood, with, with Trading212, companies like that, eToro, that have been very popular. So it's kind of easier than ever. People have more access to information than ever. And I think that's really pushed younger generations into investing, whereas that, you know, wasn't really feasible, I guess, 20 years ago when you needed an actual private banker or you had to go into branch and set up a, a trading account and things like that. So yeah, I think it's opened opened it up a lot more and made it more accessible to younger generations. Would it not also be the case that the Gen Zs, indeed the millennials, have woken up to the realisation that they're going to have to do this for themselves because nobody's going to bail them out? Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of these these platforms have sort of like gamified it in a way. I think, you know, if you look at Robinhood, you see a lot of kind of green and red lights and arrows. And I think that's kind of lured them in a little bit. But I think, you know, on top of that, there's there's a genuine interest in investing in in generating you know passive income in, in making money and not just sitting on cash and spending it all i think you know you see a lot of like yeah as, as you mentioned tiktok sort of youtube accounts that that promote investing i guess a lot of that was in the crypto space to begin with so we're hoping you know we can kind of i guess piggyback in a sense on that increase in demand from younger generations and say look you've, you've invested in in stocks equities crypto whatever it may be um sort of push them in, toward, in a different direction towards different asset classes well, my hair wasn't grey when I first heard this joke, if joke it be, but sometimes people think that alternative investments are alternatives to investment. That's certainly the way crypto has behaved in 2022. It's obviously an unreasonable attitude, but do you think there's any kind of truth in that caveat? Crypto investing is definitely not a traditional sort of investment class. I mean, most coins don't pay dividends, don't pay yields. I guess. When I think about crypto investing, I'm not a massive crypto guy, but I always sort of I like this like digital gold analogy, right? Like it's a it's a commodity in a sense. I mean, especially with Bitcoin, there's a fixed supply. You can kind of mine it using, you know, computers and, and rigs and things like that. So yeah, kind of like a digital commodity, I think is kind of the, the analogy that I liked the most. Whereas I guess some people were using it for, I guess, more malicious reasons, there were a lot of pump and dump schemes, and it was fully unregulated, right? Until well, it's starting to get regulated now. So I don't I wouldn't necessarily say it's an alternative to investing, but it's definitely an, an alternative asset class that's, that's not as traditional as some of the others. I think you're being very polite. So yeah. let me extend your politeness into life beyond 2023. What are the alternative investments and assets markets going to look like as we go into the future? Because they're going to change. Demand sure. will make them change. Yeah, I mean, it's an asset sort of class that's, that's scheduled to, well, anticipated to grow massively in, in the coming years. I don't have the figures in front of me, but, and it's quite a broad range of asset assets within the class, right? Because you've got renewable energy, which is obviously, I think, going to grow massively in the next few years. I think this year sort of highlighted the importance of, of how important renewables and, and energy independence is for countries in, I guess, in Europe um, and around the world. So I think, yeah, portfolio diversification is very important. I mean, institutions, you know, hedge funds, banks, wealth managers have known that for years and have been using alternatives to generate decent risk-adjusted returns for decades, really. And I think we're we're hoping that that kind of mentality spills over into the retail space so individuals start to invest like the hedge funds, because I said right now they're, they're kind of limited. So I think you know we'll, we'll see a massive growth in the alternatives market, and we're hoping that retail investors play quite a large role in fueling that. Daniel Harmon, co-founder of Dark Square Capital, thank you very much.